Hi, and welcome to the Classroom to Clerkship podcast, a five-part series about transitioning from the classrooms of medical school to the wards and clinics of the medical school clerkships. I'm your host, Lauren Kutcher. In this episode, episode four of the series, we will be talking to our medical school classmate, Leona Shum. Leona worked in education with Teach for America before making her way to medical school, and so she brings a fresh perspective on learning as a medical student. And so, without further ado, on to the episode. Hey guys. Hey Lauren. This is Maya here. We're here today with fourth year med student Liana Shum. Hey Liana. Hi guys. So Liana and I once took a road trip together from Sacramento all the way to Boulder, Colorado um, for the summer between first and second year. And during that time, I found out that Liana knows a lot about teaching and she thinks about it quite a bit. Really? Tell me more. So Liana, why don't you start by telling us a little bit about your background as a teacher? Well, throughout college, I did a lot of tutoring, but I didn't really start my I guess work as a teacher until after college. I did two years of teaching in K through 12 public schools. Um, I was a sixth grade math and science teacher for one year and then a high school math teacher doing algebra one and geometry. Wow, that's awesome. Who'd you do that through? Oh, I was through uh, Teach for America. That's great. So you must know a lot about education. Um, not a whole lot, but I, I dabble here and there. Well, that's good. Well, today we're looking for some advice on how best to teach people, especially in medical school. So why don't you tell us the first question, just on a personal level, how do you think in the you know first and second year of med school, there was one way to study, and then we went into our clinical years, and um, obviously there were a lot more time demands, and we kind of had to change the way we learned how did you think you learned best clinically as a, as a third and fourth year student? Um, when it comes to clinical learning, I think one of the biggest challenges we face is that it's just often very disorganized, especially compared to the first and second year when we're trying to <clears throat> put everything into categories and algorithms, etc. And when it comes to third year, you just have different patients and lots of um, un- unknown variables. So... For me, I think you just, I don't know, you just have to take every opportunity, you learn it, and you just got to be okay with forgetting it and go at it again. It's mm. a pretty simple, I guess, simplistic view of it all. Yeah, I mean, I found that very frustrating myself during third year that I would learn, you know, what are the criteria for acute pancreatitis or the best um, therapies, and then a month later on surgery, I might have completely forgotten You know, I actually hear that a lot from students, and as a teacher, that's something that, um, I mean, as a student, I can empathize with that, but from a teaching role, I actually think I try, if I was the teacher, I would try to encourage students to be okay with the forgetting. Um, It's extremely frustrating from the student's perspective, but really forgetting, in my opinion, is part of the learning process, and the more we're okay with it and the more the our teachers and mentors around us are okay with it the, and support it, we feel, I think that actually promotes learning more. Mm. Hmm. That's actually, that's really interesting because then that kind of promotes more of the repetitiveness of it so that you don't learn it on the first time and maybe you learn it on the second time and you can forget it, but it's in there maybe somewhere and then you can come back to it and 
and strengthen what you've already learned. Yeah, I totally agree. And um, it's just, it's really uncomfortable for students because we want to be like, I mastered the skill and put it behind us and move on to the next thing. But in reality, I just don't think that's what happens, especially when you're learning so many different things at the same time. Um, and you don't get to, you don't get to practice the same skill over and over again every day because you're going to have different patients walking the door every single day. Um, so I think big part of it is being okay with forgetting and being okay with making mistakes. Yeah, I really, uh, I think that's actually a really nice fluid way of thinking about our learning. Yeah. And going off of that, are there any ways that, that you study best and that you can repeat things and master things, um, in using techniques that you've, that you've, you know, come to, to learn and use over the years? Yeah, I mean, there's like a lot of different, very specific things, you know, we all do like maybe flashcards or we do a cheat sheet that we look back on all the time, like very specific um, strategies like those. But I actually tend to think of it just kind of very broadly. And when I think of learning, I think of two things happening. We encode knowledge and then we recall knowledge. And that's actually, I think, what learning is. And when we are able to recall the knowledge, I think that's when we say we've learned something. Um, and when I'm trying to study for something new, the thing I'm always trying to ask myself is, am I encoding or am I recalling? So for example, you know, we might have the tendency to, in attempts to be organized and make sure we get through everything, we might look, th read through a textbook, page to page, um, for a chapter and are working really hard, making sure we don't miss anything. But by doing that, we can mistakenly be encoding over and over again the information in that text without actually checking to see if our brain is able to recall the stuff. So we may understand what we're reading because we've taken the time to go through a text, but when asked to uh, explain it or asked to apply the knowledge, we can't recall it because we haven't practiced those pathways in our brain. That's actually really, really good and sound advice. I would say that that's more of a, um, you're more of a proponent of, of practice questions then and asking yourself questions on and recalling it that way. Yeah, that's essentially that is, um, I would say doing practice questions is uh, a perfect example where recall is the primary thing you're doing. Um, and occasion, and it's, it's always a little mixed picture, but I would say, yeah, that's one of the main things happening with practice questions. And, um, that's actually what I really prefer to do and did a lot of that during third year because it was so hard to get through an entire textbook and it just seemed like if I was only going to get through a few chapters here and there, then even if I knew a few topics really well, I would be just a pretty incomplete um, studying. Um, but you know, the thing is, when I say think about recall and not just encoding, you can actually do that with even when you're reading a textbook because what happens is you know, you can read through it and you become rote and routine and you're just going through it and making sure you understand it. Or you could be reading and constantly asking yourself questions and constantly taking a pause and test your brain and be like, what are the last three things I just read? And it's like, can I recall it on my own? Um, or reflect, just a lot of reflecting often while between um, encoding new information. Mm. This is definitely something I've noticed about you, Liana, through the years uh, that we've been in medical school, is that 
when we do even a short amount of new learning, you seem to come back prepared in a way that often other people might take a little bit longer to get to. Is that because you kind of test yourself periodically throughout every, you know, every new chapter, every new PowerPoint, rather than kind of building up a lot of knowledge and then waiting till the end to test yourself? I, I think that's actually, I think you intuitively kind of are thinking in the way that would make this the most effective. Um, you know, for example, there's lots of opportunities you can find for yourself to be constantly quizzing yourself in your brain. You know, if you're sitting through a lecture, you know, it could be encoding um, depending on what, how difficult the material is for where your current stage of learning is. If it's so difficult where you're just trying to understand a concept, you're not going to be testing yourself on recall. That's the early stages of learning, um, whereas recall is probably the final or later stage. Um, so, but if you're, if somebody's going through a lecture and there's a lot of it where you're like, oh, I know this stuff already. And we have a tendency to either just keep listening um, and just confirming like, I know this, I know this, I know this. Or you could be quizzing yourself as the instructor is talking and ask yourself like, okay, what are the things that they're gonna talk about the next three things or next criteria for this, etc. And every single time you quiz yourself before they tell you the answer, you're going to get a confirmation when they say something. You're like, oh, that's exactly what I was thinking. And that's an opportunity where you're strengthening your ability to recall that information. Awesome. So that's Liana Shum on creating quizzes in your everyday life. Yeah, I think that's a great, great advice for students who are looking to study for shelf exams and board exams and more. I think that the more we do practice questions, uh, the more that we can recall things and the more that we test ourselves as we're learning, um, the more we can also recall things. I think it's important to know the difference between encoding and recalling and I hadn't actually really thought about that before. Well, thanks so much, Liana. Thank you guys.